By now, it is pretty clear that I have been on some weird mental block for the almost entirety of 2022. And much of that is probably explained through the ways in which my mental pendulum swings in one given direction or another. So without further ado, I don't know, let's just go ahead and get into this episode. Thanks for being here. Considering it is the end of the year, we could take a little bit of time right now to recap on the year as a whole. This podcast has kind of jumped around all this year. I haven't done anything not nearly as sequential as I've done in the last couple of years since having my podcast on this app. So I'm going to try and get back to at least finding some sort of happy ground, some sort of happy medium. I haven't wanted to change the platform and get a new one because I like the idea of being able to keep all the data right where I've got it, but I might need to expand with some of the other ideas for podcasts that I have, such as like a panel style podcast or even one-on-one discussions. There's probably a different space to put that in my network of podcasts. With this podcast, I do feel like it's more of a monologue style setup of just my ideas and my process on certain things. It seems to be that some aspect of the Dreaverse is that, just my brain, my thoughts, my ideas. This is my platform for that, right? I love, love, love the idea of panel discussions where I can just be a host and I can ask the questions and request responses from different people who are joining the panel. And I love the idea of one-on-one discussions where we're chopping it up about different stuff. But I like the idea of one-on-one discussions from an interview standpoint as well. I love conversation pieces, but more so I love interview pieces. And I like conversation pieces when we can get a bounce around of different ideas to elaborate in different directions. Albeit, it's actually kind of hard to lay that out into different structural foundations. So with this episode, I decided I'll probably get a little more in tune with kind of what I've learned this year thus far. Since we're already in the end of November, we literally have a little over a month before the year has come to a close or will come to a close. And there's been a lot of changes this year. It's almost like crazy too, to think about how quickly time speeds up and goes by. I feel like this year just breezed by sane. So it felt fucking weird for everyone, but let's go ahead and get into that outline. I had some pretty serious goals in mind in January of this year. One of them being that I really want to set up and operate a community garden space as well as a farm. And I have no idea how to do that, but I know that that is an aim for me to learn these things and to not rely on myself solely to do every single job of every single bit, but rely on myself to know how things need to run and to be able to pull in the right players of individuals who feel confident in wanting a lifestyle that allows them the freedom to 
engage and connect with their creativity, their spirituality, their families, and their world, and also allots them the ability to be productive and a member of a community and a member of a support team, a member of a support system. So I have a handful of ideas of how this needs to lay out right now. I've come to realize that what I'm looking for is the other individuals who are going to come along and help me finalize and really bring these pieces together. I think I have a couple of them on deck in terms of people who engage with interest and say, yes, this is something I'm on board for. But it's always a different scenario when you start really getting down to the nitty gritty because my process on these goals is recognizing how important it is to set up a proper outline. Now, that being said, when you have a goal like that in mind, you have to be willing to make decisions that line up with that goal rather than staying in your comfort zone. And I didn't do that this year. I chose to stick with my comfort zone. And because I chose to stick with my comfort zone, once I went and applied for the loan, I realized, oh, by not taking that position, I just cut myself down by more than half on the approval rating. So that taught me that I need to strategize a little bit harder. What do I actually want? How am I actually gonna get there? If I am gonna go full-time, how am I gonna do that strategically so that I feel confident in what I'm doing and I feel confident that I won't overload myself so that I do still get to be comfortable with the decisions I'm making, but I'm also pushing myself past my barrier a little bit. I'm also making room for that new growth because new growth is going to be uncomfortable. You're not going to just get through it unscathed sometimes, but there is going to be processes and aftermath of that that are going to feel a little bit uncomfortable because anything new is unknown. There's a little bit of uncomfortability, a little bit of drawback, hesitation that can be found in that just naturally as an animalia in the world, you know, naturally with your animal body and fight or flight, feed or breed all the time, like you're naturally going to have an undertone of that. So let's go ahead and discuss a little bit further into a a couple of things, distractions and derailments. But before that, I just wanted to round off this kind of discussion about crossroad decisions with recognizing that it's going to pay off either way. I could have jumped the gun and jumped right on that job and jumped right into it and gotten approved for everything that I wanted to get approved from. But I think what was really handed to me was that I needed a little bit more sit down time because I really haven't been fully ready for all the things that I would like to actualize. Am I really ready to own a bunch of horses and have to get up and feed them? Like I'm one person. I need to really be clear. I, of course, yes, I want a bunch of horses. I want to get up and feed them. I want to actually just be like, these are the ways that I run my life as a grown woman. Now I'm a farmer. But I do realize like, I'm not prepared for that. Not emotionally, not physically, not mentally. Like It's just a fantasy right now at this point. So those payoff investments, like I could have jumped on that for sure, but there's a reason why I didn't because my spirit needed a little more preparation. So when you're in the moment of those crossroad decisions and you realize you went right and you could have went left, it's also about evaluating perspective. Like you could have jumped on that for sure and you would have got ahead just like you were and you would have had a brand new set of problems, but you didn't. So maybe it's about really honing in and polishing up the lessons you've already learned in order to be prepared for when that same crossroad decision comes back up in a different format to help you get to the next level. All right, cool. Let's jump into the next segment.
I swear I am the master of distraction. I could distract myself all day long. I could derail my entire process of what I'm trying to do all day long. Simply by applying energy or focus towards something that I want to be doing that I know is time consuming and I'm going to do it anyway. That usually tends to be creative projects. Like if I'm into painting, I'm really into painting. Like I want to wake up and paint until the sun goes down. I want to paint from 7 a.m. to 2 in the morning. I want to sleep till 10 and I want to get up and do it all over again. That's the artist in me. This is why it is so valuable and important for me to create the lifestyle that I do want to live because who can get up and run a fucking farm but paint from sun up to sundown? That's not possible. Like you got to pick the level at which you're really trying to go in life, right? So this is why I say you're you're always on the path. You're always being shown where you're at and what decisions to make next if you're willing to take that self-reflection into account. And for me that's where I put that mentally. Distractions and derailments for me are almost always in the form of pretty shiny packages that look like they could go somewhere or be valuable. You might remember earlier this year, it's not too many podcasts to go because I haven't really been podcasting, but I talked about this really cunning Gemini that I met and that was a fucking derailment. That thing distracted and derailed me mentally like for a long ass time. Even so much so that it still crosses my mind. And it was like a fucking friendship that lasted for like three weeks. And I think the reason why it perturbed me so hard is because whenever someone is a master manipulator like that and they've been able to get away with it and no one's called them out, no one's said anything, that shit irritates me. So I think low key, I've been really trying to push the idea inside my mind of remembering that this individual is on their path. They're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing for whatever purpose they're supposed to be doing it for. There's only one energy and that is the divine spirit. That is God. I recognize that's not an idea that everyone can co-sign on. That's the idea that works for me. You can call God energy if you want to. You can call God peace. Whatever you technically want, it's a one consistent undertone energy that permeates and exists as in of all things. So for me, when I bring that term to the surface and the forefront of my decision-making skills, that is where I find the most solace. It's where I find the most direction and guidance and groundedness. When I am on my own accord, just listening to my fucking self all day, every day, like I am liable to fall into the trap of thinking that someone who is beautiful and shiny to talk to or to look at really does care about me in a deep way. Like the chances that they do are a lot lower in contrast to the chances that they are out for preservation of self and they also are distracted by me. I also am some shiny object in their world that's distracting them from whoever they're actually supposed to be. I don't think this is the case with everyone, but I do feel like in certain circumstances, we find ourselves getting caught up emotionally, mentally, intellectually. And meeting this Gemini dude who is a fucking big TikTok following, like he's an amazing person, I'm sure, but he's a bullshitter. Can't stand people who do shit like that because it's whack. Like stay what the fuck you mean. (laughs) Do what you say and say what you mean. And then he tried to come at me like, 
your biggest fear happened. Like, no, dude, I'm intuitive. My biggest fear, like, shut the fuck up. You think that you getting in a relationship was my biggest fear? You sound stupid. Sometimes we get pulled in different directions for different reasons. And that's okay. Like, if you needed to move on with a new person, be real about it. You're going to feel better if you can do that. You don't have to be real for the next person. You have to be real for yourself. But a motherfucker who acts like, I don't want this. But really, like, what you're trying to say is you don't want that with the person that you're talking to. And if that's the case, then you got to say that so that that person can wrap their fucking head around it and they can move on with their life. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes they'll argue with you and deny and say, no, you do feel these things for me. It's a fun, grandiose delusion. I've done that before. Like, literally believing that someone cares about me when they're telling me outright they don't like me like that. And my brain, like, just cannot process. My brain is like... Of course you do. And sometimes what you're picking up on is stuff that does exist in an individual, but it will never meet the light of day in their being. You can see it, but they can't see it and they'll never be able to. Sometimes that's really a fucking thing. And you have to decide, am I going to be the person who sits here and beats my head against a wall trying to get someone to see something they truly do not want to see? They could see it if they wanted to. They don't see it and they won't see it based off of choice. Are you going to allow them to make that choice? And that goes back to what we discussed in the previous episode of acceptance. Allowing someone to choose how much they give, how much they take away, how much they push away, how much they run away. And if that's going to be perfectly acceptable. As most of you know, I have been a cigarette smoker for the majority of my life. I started smoking when I was 14. I first tried to quit, I don't know, back when I was like 20-something, like 24, which was like super short-lived, but it was long enough. It was like a month. And then I found a pack of cigarettes, which I thought was fucking ironic. So I got back into smoking, and I didn't try to quit again until 2013 when I was pregnant. And then I tried to quit again in 2017. And then it's kind of been a a good, solid commitment to figuring this shit out since 2017. And the reason why I bring it up is because I've I've most recently done it again. I quit smoking at the beginning of September this year. And the goal was to do that because my perception is if you can put down a really hard habit through a retrograde, you can fucking do anything. And I think life is all about training your will. I think it's all about building your spirit and training your will. Smoking is something that I like to do. It's something that's enjoyable, but it's not something I want to be attached or addicted to for eternity. That's just not the way I want to live. It's hard to wrap your mind around minimizing or moderating something you're addicted to. My thoughts on quitting smoking initially were like, I need to go cold turkey. I need to never, ever, ever be a smoker again in my life. And to this day, I'm still committed to the idea that I'm a non-smoker. Being a non-smoker is important to me identifying as a non-smoker is important to me. Now, if I relapse on cigarettes, I'm still a non-smoker. I just relapsed. And I genuinely feel that's really important to look at. Am I an addict? Sure, I'm always an addict, right? Like the addiction to cigarettes is never going away. If I can put them down and I can put them down successfully, cold turkey, repeatedly, over and over and over again, I'm a fucking non-smoker who's just struggling with that relapse. But it doesn't make me a perpetual user and I think that's important to delineate because when you fall off you feel shame you feel fucked off you feel guilty like oh I'm not doing what I need to be doing I'm shortchanging myself so what I've also gotten into is making room to have experiences some sort of motivation that I can place in the future 
so that when I want to smoke right now, I can tell my brain, no, thank you. Like, nope, we're going to wait. We have to wait. We're not giving up. That has not always come easy. I feel that working at my will has come in different formats throughout my life. You can get yourself past the crazy stages. And when you get yourself past the crazy stages of wanting to give in and you don't give in, you feel that much more accomplished. It gets that much easier. The idea with giving myself the wiggle room is that New Year's Day comes or New Year's night comes and I'll be like, oh yeah, I don't really feel like smoking. That's the, the idea is that if I just place it in the future, I allow myself a little more time so I can turn it down when the time comes because I've already kind of done that. There's been a couple of times between September and now that I've said, oh, if I wanted to smoke, I could allow myself to. And something in me is like, nah, don't do it. If you do it, you'll keep doing it. You'll be mad. Just push past the solstice. Because the solstice is where we really set into our spirit who the fuck we want to be and how strong we are with what we want to do. And we really recharge that for the following year. And how strong your solstice is depends on the kind of shit you put into work this year. It's very important to be working year round. And especially when we get closer to the solstice, it becomes that much more imperative to put the foot down. So last year, having quit from November to April, 2020 having quit throughout the entire summer, like now I realize I can get through any season, I can get through any holiday, I can get through all types of social events as a non-smoker. Clearly been working on it. This summer was five years, so it's never ending. And until I'm really like, oh, I quit smoking for a full year straight, for two full years, for three full years then there's always that possibility of relapse. And I understand that. As I've covered a couple of things that I felt were big lessons for me this year, which one of them being the distractions and derailments, the other being you're going to stay in your comfort zone and sometimes that's going to keep you on the right track so that you don't overload yourself and you actually are prepared for the goal that you have in mind. So it might feel like setback, but it's not. Outside of those lessons, I've also had kind of a renewal in friendship with myself. And in turn, that renewal of being a friend to myself has also allowed me to like evaluate a lot of my friendships. After the retrograde in September, I started doing a lot more alone time. And part of it is because I don't really have anything in life that is like small talk worthy. And usually small talk consists of like finding things in your life that you're like ready to complain about or ready to like, you know, you're trying to improve them. So you're bitching about them. Like that's so counterproductive, but it's what we do. So. Lately, I've been really trying to focus on the things in my life that I just appreciate. And with that, in turn, it's hard to listen to other people bitch about their stuff. Like, it's hard to listen to people be like, this happened to me, or this person said this, or this person did that. And I'm so upset by it. And it's frustrating, right? Because that's also very selfish. Like, there are going to be days where I feel like that person feels, where I'm just like, oh, this person did this, or this person did that. And if I'm always so stuck in my solo time, I'm like, oh, well, I charge my own battery. Then in those moments where I reach out to people, it's unauthentic. It just doesn't mean anything. It becomes selfish. 
because I'm not giving them that same kind of solo time with me. When I meet people and spend time with them, for me, like all of my friends are celebrities as far as I'm concerned. They're all super valuable, super unique, and different and meant to fucking be. Even if they don't believe it, that's what I believe about them. And I perceive that individuals have a similar supercharge when it comes to me. There are individuals who are just like, really gas me up, you know what I mean? Make me feel like a fucking superhuman based on how my mind works and the things I think about and the way I talk. And I try to reciprocate as much as possible in those circumstances, but it's always going to be felt differently because what you see in a person is not exactly always what they are able to see in themselves. And because of my spiritual practice, I also feel very like kind of out of tune with a lot of friendships because I am very much in a solid relationship with my relationship with God. I have a very personal connection to that individual bond that I have to God. And I feel like that is so valuable and so important for every individual, not just me. But I'm not hard pressed to go out and force people to look at it and to want that kind of relationship with the divine. I would like for them to. So in places where I get to project that because I find so much peace in it, then I do project that like, get in touch with yourself or self-evaluation or self-actualizing or self-reflection. Like all of those things for me are perspectives to allow someone to really get in tune with their relationship with God. Because the more that you look at yourself and take responsibility for yourself, take responsibility for your actions, the more fucking in tune you are with nature. God is nature. God is all of the things. You can put God in whatever position you want. When I say God, most people's brains go to Jesus or most people's brains go to Jesus's dad. And when I say God, I'm encompassing all things. I don't have an image in my mind when I say God. I have a, a knowing. I have a knowing in my whole vessel, but mainly my heart that is experienced. Not a picture of a person. It's a knowing. I realize that that is really frustrating for people who are fucking spiritually devoid. They're like, what do you mean a knowing? I don't have a knowing. It's a whole separate conversation. Let me not run down that rabbit hole because I fucking will. But to say this renewed relationship with myself has really pushed me to evaluate experiences with people that I care about and recognizing that an individual's relationship with God is of the utmost importance. I cannot surround myself with individuals who do not have a relationship with God or don't want one. I can spend time with them. I can allot them energy from me, but there's only so much energy I have in a situation where an individual doesn't want to know that about themselves because everything else, it's like tying fucking rocks to your, to your feet in a lake. We are trying to swim to the surface. Getting to know yourself and being accountable for yourself and taking ownership for yourself and healing yourself is how we're swimming to the surface. Well, that is going to do it for this episode. But if you like the sound of my voice and you want to support the things that I do, you can follow me around on social media by just searching for Drea Yeya. You can Google me all one word or two. It's up to you. D-R-E-A-Y-E-Y-A. Thank you for listening to the Dreaverse. You can catch me on Cash App or Venmo if you feel like donation support. 
Other than that, a simple share, a simple like, a simple subscribe or follow will do. I appreciate you so much for being here. I appreciate you so much for being a listener. And if you have any feedback, I'm always open to hear it. You can email me at thedreaversepodcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to your feedback. Thank you so much. Peace.